This is the Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge, where I cover or uncover some of the biggest coaching industry questions that many of us are asking so that we can get underneath what makes coaching work and where it might even go wrong for individuals and as an industry to help its reputation and worth grow well into the 22nd century to have even more impact. I hope you enjoy the series. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast, where I'm going to talk about the coaching outcomes that you aren't talking about, why this might be and how you can start talking about them confidently and without imposter syndrome. Enjoy. The outcomes that we get in our coaching clients and our coaching programs and the work that we do is really important for us to be able to share. It's important for us to be able to know that we get those outcomes. It's important for our future clients to see that we get them, those outcomes. And it's important to meet the two together in our marketing, in our promotion, in anything that we're planning to do. So we show that we have evidence of the things that we do for other people. So why is it that we struggle so much with not just articulating those outcomes, but often with sharing them externally, with adding them to testimonials or within posts or lives that we're doing? What is it that we're stopping ourselves from doing when that happens? And what's actually going on? I want to cover this today because it's a really nuanced part of of us looking at our coaching business. I think there's a lot of us who don't necessarily feel confident in just shouting about our outcomes. It doesn't mean that you have to have a whole mindset shift in order to do it, but I think that we can be soft and think about people a lot and our emotions come into the work that we do. And that can lead us to overthink about what we've done for our clients or are doing for our existing clients to make sure that it's truly the outcomes they want, they're truly outcomes that feel tangible and they're truly outcomes that other people will value as well. I think we can sometimes overthink this of course but I want to talk about it today and look at four ways that we might be able to get more clear in our outcomes so we can articulate them much easier. Writing, speaking, sharing them. The fact is that we're likely to want to share these outcomes in places like our social media, our emails, any promotions that we're doing, case studies but we're holding ourselves back. And we might be posting about the outcomes, but not frequently enough, or they might be too vague, or we might be shoving them in the middle of a sentence where it doesn't really stick out. So something is happening here about almost like a shame about the outcomes that we're getting or a lack of confidence. And the problem is it's only exacerbating some of the worries that we might have. So in not sharing outcomes, in not being clear in what they are and what we get for people, it can lead us to be really blocked. It can lead us to not be able to write or update our website copy. It can lead us to finding overall content creation hard, right? When we go to write really powerful stuff, it can almost feel like, did I, did that really happen? Did I get that outcome? It can mean that we delay a launch because we can't write the copy for it or we can't speak directly to the outcomes that we've had for people. It can mean that we don't articulate ourselves clearly when we're introducing ourselves to someone. So I am a whatever it is and I help people to whatever we do. But if we don't know the main outcome or the general outcomes that we get for people, we're not able to be really clear. We, We just waffle and we say too many words and then it's not clear what we've said to somebody in the first place. Maybe we also don't send out emails 
because we're not quite sure that we're getting those outcomes for people so we can't say that we get them maybe we also don't then approach leads and if we're doing some outreach that is we avoid doing it because we're not actually saying you know what I can help you with xyz I can help you with the thing you posted about yesterday maybe we also feel unnatural when we're doing lives even if we're doing them at all and the problem is that it all becomes a negative feedback loop so we're not doing the things we need to do in order to share our message to be out there and get more people to come to be our clients and by not doing it we're not having anyone disconfirm what we believe and so we continue to not do it and it just gets worse and our thoughts go well if those results weren't really real and I don't really believe that I can do them again so we just confirm all the worries that we have. What is going on here? Well, maybe we're almost scared to admit that we get the outcomes that we do. And an example here could be that, for example, you might have led a client to have a huge windfall or to have a huge launch or to have something that gave them more money, a lot more money, some or a lot. And you want to share that, but you realise that you're not actually a money coach or you're not someone who's kind of meant to be helping people with money. So you avoid sharing it or you avoid making that a big thing within what you share. And yet a powerful outcome within your coaching was that you got this person 20 grand, 30 grand, 40 grand more. That's a huge outcome. But because you're worried that it seems like, oh, I'm not someone who helps people get money. That just happened to be one of the outcomes. You don't share it. You don't share it enough. Another thing might be, let's say you got somebody a promotion and they went from being a manager to a director or something that led them to go up the ladder and maybe they also had money increase with that too hopefully they did but you worry that in sharing that you are promising future clients that they can have the same thing so maybe you downplay that outcome or you don't make that huge part of what you promise and of course when we promise something we have to be really careful with that anyway but you almost avoid sharing it because you don't want to over promise and yet by doing so you're massively under promising what you can get for people. Perhaps you also feel like the result isn't attributable to you. So oh this person got a promotion but they'd already gone through the process halfway or three quarters of the way when they hired me so I'm not really part of the result and yet what you don't see and what maybe you haven't asked them is that in them wanting to hire you two months before they actually did it set them in motion for applying for a hugely upgrade job that they actually would attribute to you but they just haven't necessarily told you that or the timing of your contract doesn't quite work out logically until you say to them did I have an impact on you going for that role plus you've also helped them with the final bit the interview and you know the securing the increase in income Maybe you also don't share the outcomes of your clients because you think your clients will think you're being too bold. So you worry that they will come back to you and say, oh, I see that you said this thing about me. I think this is me because often people can identify themselves, by the way. And um, I'm not sure that you did actually help with that. I cannot tell you that that's ever happened. I can barely even tell you anyone that's ever told me that that's happened. So that's a quite a random fear that there's no evidence of um, truth behind. Maybe you're you're also not confident in your process. So maybe you think, well, people got these outcomes and generally they are around, say, money or wealth or health or your relationships, but I don't know how they got them. So I better not share them because otherwise I'm going to try and repeat the process, but I've no idea how they got them. I mean, that's quite an extreme example. Hopefully you have some version of a process. Even if you are, you know, you go without having direct written down step one, step two, step three type of program, you have something that you offer people 
And so perhaps what you're doing is worrying that you can't repeat it, so you better not say it. And maybe you're also not able to define the outcome for yourself. So you think they've got more money, but they haven't told you. Or you feel like they said one time in a session, these are the improvements that I've had, but you've never quite gotten them from people. So it, it means that you lack the ability to be clear in what you can get for people in future. These are all things that could be going through our mind in a very short space of time, by the way. It doesn't have to be months. It could just be two minutes that we say, well, I bet and not share that in that email because I don't know if that's actually true or that's right or it's for me to say. So let's help ourselves somewhat here. Even by having this discussion, I hope that you're hearing sometimes how interesting, let's say, or bizarre these thoughts can be, how much they lack truth. And perhaps also by articulating them, you can hear me say that I bet you wouldn't allow one of your coaching colleagues or a friend of yours who wants to share something really positive, you wouldn't allow them not to share the really positive part, would you? And yet you're probably holding yourself back from doing it more or enough or at all. So why would you let your friend say something really amazing that's happened that they helped somebody get, but you're holding yourself back from it? What's happening there? How can we help you to use this mindset shift in looking and articulating the outcomes you get for your clients to really release you from worrying about it and then taking forward action. That helps you write more of your website copy if that's what you're struggling with. That helps you create content more freely, like more just in flow. You can say 10 things in 10 posts or 10 videos instead of struggling with one. Maybe it helps you to start that launch. Maybe it helps you to articulate what you do and who you help when you next meet someone new. Maybe it helps you to send out those emails finally, to approach leads even, future connections that you know that you could approach if you felt confident in saying I've helped X number of people with Y result, for example. So let's take a look and what's uh, to see what's going on here and use these examples and ways that you can rethink this to get clear on the outcomes that you get for your clients, past and present, and the ones you want to get in the future. So you can start to release this and be much more free in articulating how you help people, what you get for them. So the first thing you're going to do is look at the evidence that you have. That's what we tend to need to go on in our industry, but we often don't. So I usually say this works very well when you have evidence. (laughs) If you don't yet have evidence, which really comes a lot from paid clients and and a nice healthy proportion of paid clients. If you don't have the evidence yet, you can of course go on coaching clients you've been doing for free and doing swaps with. But the more people you have and the sort of higher quality of leads that you're getting from your past will help you to then form what you want to do for the future. Now that's a bit like saying you can only have this job if you've got experience, well I can't get the experience unless I've got the job. I understand that but you will get to a point where you're able to say actually I've got a good quality of evidence to go on now. So what does the evidence tell you about what your previous clients get in terms of the outcomes that they have? If you need to get a massive piece of paper and just write down like in a spider diagram all the outcomes they got. You can write down initials of the clients if you need to or you can write generically any of the outcomes and you might have 12 outcomes for one client and one outcome for another. So they overlap and you know it doesn't have to be each client, it can be the outcomes that you're counting. If you do that for a healthy number of clients, 10, 20, let's say, if you can go back slightly further and look at what comes up as a common theme and what actually is the crystallized part of that theme. So often, for example, in my world, a theme that comes up as an outcome is more money. And perhaps my example would be, but I'm not a money coach. So, you know, 
Should I talk more about the money I get for people? It's definitely a huge part of business. We go into business for all sorts of reasons and one of them is to make money, either for ourselves or for, um, you know, the social enterprise that we're running. And so I really want you to think, hang on a minute, the evidence tells me that I get these four or five outcomes or this one outcome for these clients all the time, but I'm not saying it. And what I might be saying is part of the outcome, but not actually saying I get you more money or I help you to make seven grand more a month or I help you to bring home more profit because I get you to reduce your expenses. Go specific where you can because that will draw the specific people who are attracted to that particular outcome to you rather than thinking I'll be speaking to hardly anyone if I go that specific. There'll be people who want that outcome and they are so keen because you've mentioned it that they will be drawn to you. A second way that you can look at your outcomes is to be very clear in what you help people go from and to. And again, you can go to the top themes that might be available to us as humans, which are aligned really quite generally to having more money, to being wealthier, to having relationships and to being developed personally. So personal development mindset, you know, that kind of side of our world, perhaps spiritual that might include as well. So if you make people healthier, what do you help them go from and to? If you help people make more money, what do you help them go from and to? If you help people in their relationships, Relationships, what do you help them go from and to? If you help people in a personal development capacity, what do you help them go from and to? Again, you can probably hear that I'm asking you to be more specific. But even before you go specific, which could look like healthier, you might choose weight, although that's slightly controversial, but if that's what you do, that's what you do. Even before you go specific, you can start going generic from and to. So I help people to get healthier. Well, I help you with a diet that you don't love or a diet that you're struggling with managing or a diet that isn't right for you to one that aligns totally with you, your mind and your body. That's less of the weight side. It's actually more, it probably encompasses weight and self-love and the relationship you have to food. So it probably encompasses more. And if that's what you do, then that's what you do. What about money? Well, I hope you go from feeling like you're scrabbling around for it at the end of the month to being in control. But if you're going to go even more specific, perhaps you help people who are looking to increase their income from five grand a month to 15 grand. Again, the specific there is really quite important, especially around money, because you're probably going to help a certain type of person who goes from five to 15 versus, you know, 50 pounds to one grand versus 20k months to 100. There is specific expertise and experience that you bring to each of those people. And it's more than likely you don't help all of those people in the same go. It's not impossible. But if you're in a niche of money, then you're probably going to help a certain type of person go from a certain amount to another amount. You might change over time, right? But trying to help all those three different types of people at the same time would be a lot for you to manage and different messaging and different types of marketing. Not impossible, but just an example. So you help people go from X amount a month to another amount a month. The How you do it is then that follows, right? That's your process, your expertise, your experience. We're not talking about that today, but you have a tangible outcome. And when you feel like, I can't say that, 
because what if I don't? Well, there's always going to be a proportion of your clients that don't get the results for whatever reason, but that comes in your the rest of your marketing, the rest of your communication, the rest of your chats with them. You know, I help you do this as long as you are able to X, Y, Z. And I help you do this because I promise to, or I can do this by using this skill that I have. All of that's the real conversation part but it doesn't stop you from saying I help you get that outcome. So what do you help people go from and to? Can you be bolder, clearer in what that is for you? The third way you can be clearer in your outcomes is to think about what you help people to have in four different ways. So I help people to have something that can often be seen by themselves and others. I help people to feel something. I help people to know or believe something else from what they believed or knew before. And I help people want something else. You can put that into a table, which I often do with a specific type of client. So for example, someone who is unclear in their direction in their overall life. What do I help them have that could be seen by themselves, like a tangible outside thing? So maybe that I help them to increase their salary because they've gone on to apply for jobs that are really right for them. And their friends see that because they go, whoa, they've really, really like changed over the last few months. I help them to feel more confident. I help them to know or believe that they can articulate themselves better. And I help them want something else, which is a future promotion that they once thought was no longer, was not possible for them in their wildest dreams. So you not only help them have something now that they want, you help them develop in the future because by getting the thing that they thought was impossible now they go wait a minute this means I can in future develop myself too that's a really nice part of this it isn't just I help them get this thing actually this is longevity outcomes that help people keep changing over time and over time so what is it you help someone have that can often be seen by themselves or others what is something that you help them feel know or believe and want in the future And then the final outcome that you're going to consider is more so when you're actually working with a client, but this helps go into that loop of using this information back when you're then promoting or sharing your services and certainly when you're thinking about what they want at the end of the coaching is what success criteria do they have? This is often when you're bringing a client into your process or when perhaps you're contracting with them to look at what they want from your coaching. If that's something that you do, you might say, what does success look and feel like to you and their version will tell you very much what they're expecting you to help them with. So success for them would be, I have more free time, I get better sleep, I am able to talk to my kids and put them to bed at 7pm, I have more money in my bank balance, what specifically do they have if you're going specific? I don't feel like I am running on empty all the time, I'm more focused, I have more money in my bank balance at the end of the month so that I can. Another powerful part of that by the way is so that I, so that I can do, have, feel, you know. So all of these ideas of what their success criteria looks like, it should be what you're working towards anyway. Now hopefully you've been sophisticated enough to use this process over a period of time, not from when I'm talking about this, obviously you can put it into action now, but your success criteria for your clients should look like what you have promised you can get them anyway. That's when you know your marketing and your ideal client have met together, because otherwise you've got a client who's coming and saying, I want 10 grand more a month, and you don't know that you can get that for them. That's not something you're aiming to do. You know, they're talking about the relationship, but they want more money. So that could be at odds with what you've promised them. And that's where you want to check out what your outcomes are, what your expectations, you know, 
whether you are actually matched, but the outcomes that you ask them to tell you about should be what their success looks like. And you can keep using that information. You can go back to them throughout your coaching journey with them and say, are we moving towards these things that you said success would look like? That helps you both to have a great coaching relationship because you can check back in with each other. They can, if this is the kind of coach that you are, and I certainly do this, is they can come to you and say, hey, Emily, I wanted at the start to be um, feeling more focused. Whilst we've done a part of that, I don't feel I'm working on this bit and you can have a discussion about that that's brilliant that's empowering so what does their success criteria look and feel like what outcomes would they want and how can you use that to help you in your coaching relationship but also in your future marketing in bringing out what exactly you help people to do So there's four ways that you can look and find more clear outcomes that you get for your clients and that you can articulate for use in so many different ways in your coaching business that will probably ultimately also help your confidence to reassure you that you do indeed get these outcomes for people that you can promise or say to people, I get these outcomes for people. And it goes right into that feedback loop of reminding you that you're good at what you do. You promise the right things. You're authentic as well in what you're saying you do. You don't overpromise and underdeliver. You're probably doing slightly the other way at the moment, and that you feel really able to approach leads, speak it with proper, proper confidence about what you do and how you get people those outcomes, and build up your business even further beyond your wildest dreams as well, just like you do for your clients. I hope that's been useful today. Go forth and share your outcomes. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host Emily Hodge. To find more episodes, find me over on Instagram at gentle underscore life underscore mindful underscore business, where I share each episode as they're launched and hear your comments too. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Acast also. Have a great day.